listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back in Locked On Broncos. Happy Friday from the South Stance to the end zone. Hope you guys are doing well today. I'm Cody Rourke, your host of today's episode of the show, NFL analyst and Broncos insider for the Locked On NFL Network. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. We're continuing our Broncos training camp position preview series here today. Yesterday, we talked about the tight end position. Who's going to boil down to being the fourth tight end for the Broncos? If you guys missed that, go check out yesterday's episode of the show. Today, Zach Seegers, Patrick Chiodi of Broncos Pro Football Network, and myself, we go back through and we talk about the Broncos' edge rusher position in the 3-4 defensive scheme. We project everything from Von Miller to Bradley Chubb and even the guys behind him and maybe what to project from a certain seventh-round pick that the Broncos picked up in this year's NFL draft. So, ladies and gentlemen, Patrick, Zach, welcome back into the show. Appreciate having you guys and your insight and analysis here on today's episode of the show brought to you by our good friends over there, rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Let's get into our discussion here. And and certainly our theme all week long, we've been talking about the starters, and then we kind of transition into the other guys as the show progresses. We're going to continue that trend here. Let's talk about Von Miller. And the one thing I want to talk about with Vaughn, he's entering his 10th season in the National Football League and certainly for him to be playing at the level that he's been playing at still to this point, I think is very, very special of a player to be able to do that. Not many players can do that. There are some questions that a lot of Broncos fans have. If you go on my YouTube channel, my film review I did, even if you post a, a tweet about Vaughn Miller and his performance in 2019, when you, you you're going to get those fans are going to say like, Hey, he didn't play very good. I'm like, go back and watch the film. Like he may, it may not have shown up in the stat book with eight sacks total, but Vaughn was still all over the place. Vaughn was still being Vaughn and his journey to get to the quarterback was much more difficult. So Patrick, let's start things off with you today. My friend, your thoughts on Vaughn Miller in 2019 and really just to the narrative that people are talking about with him coming into 2020. The first thing that we have to think about is what is Vaughn's job exactly as a as an edge rusher, as an outside linebacker? What is his job in this defense? It is to set the edge, number one. So contain the edge. Number two, put pressure on the quarterback. And that's exactly what he did. No, he didn't put up double digit sacks. And that's fine. That's not a big deal. Sacks is not the determining factor of how good an edge rusher is. Uh, we can look at pressures we can look at hurries we can look at knockdowns those are indicative of how he performed if his sack numbers were way down and his pressures were way down and his knockdowns were way down then we can say you know what what was going on what was wrong but the fact remains you're absolutely right go back watch the film see him have to deal with double triple teams chips every single game he was dealing with the tight end then the tackle then the running back and he was still creating pressures and still getting to the quarterback his his lower sack numbers doesn't mean anything to me that that just means that you know he had more people in front of him what stands out to me though is the fact that the other guys were getting the sack numbers so the guys in the interior demarcus walker had the most sacks he's had in in a broncos career mainly because of what von miller was doing on the outside containing two to three guys every single play so if guys like draymond jones could create sacks if guys like uh jeremiah tachu uh, tachu could create sacks bradley chubb before he got hurt he was creating sacks 
Vaughn is doing more for this team than people realize. And people need to stop with this nonsense about he's declining. He's getting old. He's not getting old. That guy is a monster. He is an absolute terror and he's going to continue being a terror. I don't care if he has seven sacks next season, nine sacks next season or 15 sacks next season. If he's creating pressures, he's creating opportunities for other guys to get sacks and succeed. That's what we need him to do. And that is his role in this defense. Patrick said it absolutely perfectly. You know, as long as you're having pressures and whatnot, if those sacks go down, all that's going down is the total sacks, you know, or or the Von Miller sack total, not his pressures, not that he's all of a sudden a worse edge rusher. And okay, where did those sacks go? You know, was it that the defense was getting less sacks? Well, when you look at the other guys on the team, Derek Wolf had a career high in sacks. Shelby Harris had a career high in sacks. Jeremiah Tachu had the most sacks he's had since like 2015. Patrick also mentioned, uh, uh, not Draymond Jones, but um, Demarcus Walker had a career high in sacks. Um, show, like I said, Draymond Jones, he was a rookie. So of course he had a career high in sacks, but he was getting sacks too. He was creating pressures. So again, and it was also the first time since before uh, DeMarcus Ware was on the team that Von Miller didn't have a reliable bookend. You know, he, he was having an undrafted free agent for the most part in, in Malik Reed, who had never, you know, played NFL snaps before as the team's other primary edge rusher. That put a lot more on Von's shoulders. And like Patrick was saying, that allowed him to be double and triple team more, more often. And as a fact, he, he got less sacks, but those sacks didn't just vanish. They went to other players on the team because Vaughn was still blowing up plays and causing havoc in the backfield. So I think people, especially with Bradley Chubb coming back and another year in Vic Fangio's scheme, that means another year of development for Draymond Jones. Now Jarrell Casey's there, of course. Shelby Harris has another year in this scheme and, and just keeps getting better with every season, it seems. Uh, but people need to watch out for the Vaughn Miller back, uh, I mean, like bounce back season because it's, it's coming. And I think it's interesting, too, to look at really what Vaughn was able to do the first four weeks when Bradley Chubb was healthy. He was seeing more one on one matchups. The only issue is that the Broncos are playing offenses that were trying to utilize a quick passing game. And, you know, so the Raiders, the Bears and then obviously Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and even the Jacksonville Jaguars and Minshew. That's when Vaughn Miller registered his first sack of the season. That's when the Broncos got their first sack of the season was against the Jaguars. And unfortunately, Bradley Chubb in that game tears his ACL. He had a sack in that game as well. He had that sack on on a torn ACL. So yeah, you know, after Bradley Chubb went out of the starting lineup for the Broncos, went on injured reserve, other guys, they had to rely on Malik Reed. They had to rely on Justin Hollins. And for Malik Reed, I think other teams opposing offensive coordinators, they're going to do whatever they can to neutralize Von Miller. And they say, okay, we're going to be okay if Malik Reed comes off the edge and beats us. But then we saw, as you'd mentioned, that overall spread of productivity from Derek Wolf, who had seven sacks in 12 games, Shelby Harris, who had six sacks, Draymond Jones. And then also you factor in even the Broncos linebacker getting in the mix a little bit as well. I do think that it is important to note that the edge rush position, when you look at Von Miller in 2019, he missed one game for the first time in his, you know, since I believe back in 2013, uh, he missed that Chargers game. The Broncos stepped up in that game big time. We really got to see that Vic Fangio can do the most with what he has. And that's what we saw. But in terms of quarterback hits, Von Miller still had 20 of them. Tackles for loss behind the line of scrimmage, there were 10 of them. Also, there were two plays that 
took away a sack for Von Miller. There was one where he timed the snap perfectly on replay. They called him offsides. He had a sack on a quarterback. That would have been sack number nine. Todd Davis got called for a holding call on a sack that Von Miller had. That would have been 10 there. So I think that everyone's looking at the non-double-digit season as an indicator that Von's not playing at a high level. The film doesn't lie, folks. Men lie, women lie. The film does not, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to continue our conversation here with Patrick and Zach coming up here in just a moment. We're going to talk about Bradley Chubb, his return to the fold, and the Broncos' other pass rushers behind them going into the 2020 season. But before we do that, i got to talk to you guys about today's sponsor of Lockdown Broncos. That's our good friends over there, rockauto.com. And if you need something for your car, rockauto.com is the place for you to go because with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models out there and the different price changes all across the board, you need something that's reliable for you and your pocketbook and that's rockauto.com rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers and whatever you're looking for in your vehicle surely they have something for you they have everything from engine control modules brake parts tail lamps heck even tailgates if you need one just ask locked on saints host ross jackson who had his tailgate stolen he had to order a new one through rockauto.com very unorthodox but it worked and it was great for Ross because it was super affordable for what he was able to have for his budget and needing to replace that. RockAuto.com came in clutch in the fourth quarter. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate where you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and you can choose the brands, the specifications, and even the prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you're at checkout, write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Check out rockauto.com today. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, Broncos country back here on this beautiful Friday here. Locked on Broncos here on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and our good friends over there at Spotify. If you're not yet subscribed to Locked on Broncos, go ahead and hit that subscribe and follow button so you can get access every single day to daily exclusive Broncos content and coverage with true analysis through the X's and O's. No hot take BS. We bring it to you guys straight. We analyze the game for what it is, and we bring it to your ears every single day here. Locked on Broncos. Continuing our conversation here on the Broncos outside linebacker position right before training camp and as we all know it's Friday the Broncos rookies reported yesterday to the team facility and this included Bradley Chubb because he's coming off of an injury so injured players quarterbacks Drew Locke did it and then the rookies made their way to the UCL training center in Inglewood Colorado not for practice but to get their first COVID-19 test they took that they're self-quarantining today tomorrow on Saturday and then they take another test on Sunday and if those players if all the players that tested come back negative for twice on a test they can enter team facilities on Monday. So Broncos camp is getting ready to rock and roll here, ladies and gentlemen, and we got you covered here, Lockdown Broncos. But continue our conversation here, outside linebackers. We talked about the impact of Von Miller last season, really the adaptation that he had to have in his career, considering the fact that the Broncos lost Bradley Chubb. They relied on a lot of young guys behind him. He had to step up, and certainly with a lot of attention, other guys were able to benefit from that attention that he created and that he was able to cause. And I think that's really an ultimate sign of respect. You look at John Gruden on NFL Mic'd Up, you know what he says? When it pans to him on the camera, he says, let me know when 58's in the game. Let me know when 58 goes off the field. That's how much respect that a guy like Von Miller 
generates from offensive corners because he can absolutely wreck your game plan. So let's talk about another player that really can wreck a game plan. And we saw it in his rookie season. Let's talk about Bradley Chubb. We know the unfortunate storyline for him towards ACL week four. And really, I think the story was just he was playing at such a ridiculous level. Like if you go back and you watch the first four weeks of the Broncos season, just how he was playing off the edge against the run, against the pass. I was blown away. He was arguably the Broncos' best defender in the first four weeks of the season. Then he tore his ACL, played on it, and finished the game with a sack. And, you know, just one of those tough players coming off of a, you know, where he had 12 sacks his rookie season. Him and Von Miller wrecked havoc, 26 and a half sacks in 2018. They got to look to replicate that in 2020. So let's talk about Bradley Chubb. Patrick, you know, for you, You've been a guy that's been around the psychology of an injured athlete before. I've done it as well as an ACL. For me, my biggest evaluator, how can he respond mentally? Is he going to go, you know, I mean, I've seen videos of him training. He looks great. I don't know if there's going to be any limitations. However, you know, part of me wonders, once you get back on the football field, do you think about that? So what are your thoughts on Chubb returning here in 2020? You hit it right on the head. Uh, when an athlete suffers an injury like this one, like the ACL or, or any injury where, you know, those knee ligaments are put into jeopardy, it's really tough to come back from, especially gaining strength back in that knee. You're, you know, you're off of it for so long. You're not doing those explosive movements that you were doing when it was 100% healthy. So, that part they're probably going to take slow. I can see them, you know, making sure that that knee is 100%. I know we've all seen the videos of him training uh, and, and he looks great. He he looks physically dominating as he usually does. Um, but the biggest thing for me is looking at the history of uh, of the Broncos and dealing with these kinds of injuries. So we all know that Von Miller suffered a, a torn ACL uh, in his third season. Uh, it, you know, he put on some weight and, and it just wasn't good for the knees. And we have to look at how he bounced back from that. And having Vaughn on the team is a great way for Bradley Chubb to bounce back because that guidance, uh, the, you know, all the tips that Von Miller can give to Bradley Chubb, we all know what happened after that year. Vaughn came back and he got 14 sacks. And then the year after that, he got 11 and one Super Bowl MVP. So what does that say about Bradley Chubb? Well, his run defense last year before he got hurt was incredible. The guy, he's a monster in run defense. Uh, he was showing great progression in his, uh, in his pass defense, uh, you know, and his pass rushing, uh, pass rushing skills, uh, you know, only finishing with one sack, whatever. Again, Total sack numbers is not an indicator. It's how he played on the film. And he was arguably the better edge defender of the two at the beginning of last season. How he comes back from this injury is going to be huge for the Broncos' success. I see him coming back fully motivated. You know, this is really this is really his second season. This isn't going to be, you know, this isn't his third season. This is his second season. So he has to prove that he still has that, you know, those 12 sacks in him, that that he can still be the, the great run defender that he showed that he can be. Uh, he's a smart player. He's very instinctive. He's very strong. Uh, uh, he, you know, he can throw the strongest offensive lineman off of him, but the key is having Von Miller there. That is going to be the biggest thing for his comeback is having someone there that has gone through the same thing that he went through, that same mental toughness uh, that that it takes for an athlete to bounce back from this type of thing. So I expect, you know, you said no hot takes, but here's a hot take. I think Bradley Chubb's going to get a Super Bowl MVP here in two years. I'm just saying. Coming out red hot. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really high on Bradley Chubb too. I think both you guys bring up, uh, you know, great points is, you know, when athletes coming back from an injury often, you know, have an issue kind of trusting that, that uh, you know, that knee that just got torn or, or whatnot. But I don't think Bradley Chubb's going to be that that same case. You know, he's had a very long runway to come back from this and to train on it and work out in it. And of course, that'll be different once he gets to, you know, live game reps. But he's had a, a lot of time to, you know, come back from this and, and to, you know, recover. So I think he's going to come back great. And the other thing that doesn't get mentioned enough with him is that he p- played on it. Like he tore his ACL and kept coming back out into that Jaguars game. I remember because he initially went down and it was like, oh man, that might be a torn ACL. And then he came back onto the field and it's like, no, oh, he's fine. And of course, we end up finding out that it was the torn ACL, but it's incredible that he's that gritty of a player. And like Patrick said, an immensely talented one. Last season, you could argue he was uh, outperforming Von Miller. You look at the pressure stats through four games, Chubb has the edge in regards to, you know, pass rush wins and, um, uh, you, you know, metrics like that, uh, quarterback hurries, knockdowns, even if the sacks weren't there. And like we just said about Vaughn, keep repeating it, sack totals don't tell you how good a pass rusher is uh, by themselves. So I, I think he's going to be able to bounce back. And he's an immense talent, an incredible run defender. And, you know, the second most sacks ever in a rookie season, you know, only behind Javon Curse and, and, Yes, those numbers were inflated. That's the argument people use a lot. He he had a lot of help. You know, maybe he didn't earn all 12 of those sacks. But every rookie's had inflated stats before. Not every, but so those circumstances have come up so many times. And for him to have more sacks in his rookie year than Von Miller had in his Super Bowl MVP season it is absurd. Like, I've got no doubt in Bradley Chubb. And yes, maybe we see a, a, him coming out a little slow out of the gates. But a torn ACL isn't the, the death sentence it was you know, 10, 15 years ago, we've seen Adrian Peterson come off a torn ACL and rush for 2000 yards. Even a recent example, like Cooper cup, who's a slot receiver who relies a lot on those hard, quick cuts and his agility and his acceleration. You know, he had a little bit of a a, a slow um, start to last season, but once he got going, he looked fine and it didn't look like that ACL was bothering him much at all. I even saw some Rams beat writers talking about like, wow, uh, Cooper Cup even looks a little faster and, and a little more agile, surprisingly, coming off the torn ACL. And when you got a guy who is as physically imposing, like Patrick said, as Bradley Chubb and, and as just talented, a talented, technically refined football player, I don't think it'll slow him down that much. And I think we'll see both him and Von Miller return to their, uh, you know, 20 plus sack combined, maybe even 30 plus sack combined uh, with how good they are and how they can feed off each other. Going back to Chubb's rookie season, he had that one sack, his first sack against Seattle. Uh, but outside of that, there was a little bit of a stalemate till about the Los Angeles Rams game where he ended up getting five. Uh, it's not five. I said three sacks. He ended up getting three sacks on Jared Goff in that Rams game there. And that was really the start for the Broncos dominance off of the edge there. That to me, I think was the most impressive thing about Chubb. And he continued. I mean, if yeah, I, I really... I was on record of saying this last year, you know, before the the season ended. If Bradley Chubb didn't get hurt in week four, I guarantee you he makes it as an all pro for the Broncos in 2019. That's what the type of level that he was playing at. And he was getting recognition, too, in the national media through four weeks. And people were talking about the sacks, but they weren't really talking about, man, this guy's just he's flashing all over the film. That, to me, I think is so important for the Broncos. And, yeah, I do think that Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, these two guys can wreak havoc on the NFL this year. I think that really 
really with both these guys getting acclimated, they could be that. And I look at Bradley Chubb being more that Khalil Mack type role, Von Miller being that Leonard Floor type guy uh, for the Broncos in uh, Vic Fangio's defense the way that they were in Chicago in 2018. I think the Broncos' edge dominance is going to return to form here for the Broncos this season. Patrick, Zach, and I, we're going to continue our conversation about the Broncos' edge rushers here in just a moment, ladies and gentlemen. But before we do that, i got to remind you guys to check out the Lockdown NFL podcast hosted by Matt Williamson and Brian Peacock. The Washington football name has been changed to the Washington football team, at least for now, as the NFL and Dan Snyder, unfortunately, that guy there uh, continues to look for a way to find a new name for the Washington football team down there in Washington, D.C. Matt Williamson and Brian Peacock have you guys covered every single day. Locked on NFL. All right, Broncos country, happy Friday here. Continue our conversation on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, powered by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. We are back talking about it. We were just talking about Bradley Chubb's impact in his rookie season, what we saw in four games in 2019, but really projecting maybe how him and Von Miller can return to dominance in 2020. But, you know, behind those two guys as the starters in a 3-4 defensive scheme, especially off the edge, you got to have guys that you can trust. And when you go back to the Broncos' dominant defense in 2015, you had Von Miller, you had DeMarcus Ware, and guess who you had behind those guys? You had Shane Ray and Shaquille Barrett, guys who were not yet really proven in the NFL, but they stepped up in a big-time role. I think we saw enough from guys like Justin Hollins, guys like Malik Reed last season, even Jeremiah Tauchu as a veteran. We saw enough from those three guys right there that I do believe the Broncos have a very reliable rotation of guys that they can play. Malik Reed being an undrafted free agent shined in the preseason. He had, I believe it was four sacks in three games for the Broncos. That right there stands out. Justin Hollins, more comfortability as an edge rusher there. And he's got some tools to him that you can drop him back in coverage, uh, especially in some of your nickel packages, or even dime packages, if you want to put him out as an edge player. You could do different things with him. And then you also talk about the Broncos' seventh-round pick, Derek Tuska, who is a very, very significant wild card. He's actually one of the first Broncos who signed the rookie contract. He'll be part of the team here in 2020, and he has a chance to be a steal, and I think he's just really one of those guys that Vic Fangio is going to latch onto and develop, and John Pagano, the position coach, is going to do a good job. So let's talk about this position. Gentlemen, you know, Patrick, who are the players really that you project? Because I imagine the Broncos are going to keep five to six guys at this position because you talk about your initial depth, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, I think Malik Reed, Justin Hollins, and Jeremiah Tauchu are going to be in the mix as well. So there's five guys there. And then I also factor in Derek Tuska. But I do think that a combination of those three to four guys I'd mentioned as the back end guys, those guys are key special teams players as well for the Broncos. So how do you see the depth behind Chubb and Miller playing out in 2020? Well, I think uh, I think it plays out exactly how you said it. I think uh, the way that Jeremiah Tauchu was able to produce in this defense last season, you know, pretty much coming off the streets, uh, Malik Reed, you know, being an undrafted free agent. Here's yet another undrafted free agent. We keep talking about them in this series. Uh, he, here's another guy who showed that he belonged on this team and that, you know, he, he has that potential to be that Shaq Barrett rotational pass rusher that can come in and, and still produce when the big guys need a break uh and like you said these are our key special teamers uh justin hollins is a guy who they can really utilize his athleticism in all different types of ways i know they said that they kind of want to move him away from from being that inside backer to being primarily an edge guy and that's fine if that's what they if that's what they want to do with him, then that's great. But having him on the roster still gives you that option if down the road you need it. And again, athleticism, versatility, use him on special teams. Tuska is a 
very interesting prospect. This guy has a motor that does not quit. And that was the biggest thing about him when coming out of the draft was this is a guy that could go in the, that, you know, likely will go in the later rounds because he's from a FCS school, uh, didn't get the recognition that, you know, a lot of the bigger names got, but he's a guy who, earned his role. He played very well. He played well in space, uh, in pass coverage. Sure. Tackler can, uh, is very fast around the edge, explosive. And he has that high motor. He does not give up on plays and he plays exactly into the Vic Fangio scheme. Vic wants guys that are not going to stop no matter what. Uh, I, I see behind them. I think you're absolutely right. We keep six. We keep a healthy rotation of pass rushers, uh, especially with Chubb coming back and coming off of an injury uh, and, and using these guys kind of more in special teams. The, the guys that are lower on the depth chart, using them more in special teams, using their athleticism, their their versatility to help the team grow in all sorts of ways. Justin Hollins is a guy that we really need to keep our eye on because he's got to show that he can be uh, the edge. He, he can be a backup edge rusher, not just a guy that's kind of a tweener. Um, you know, a, a Tauchu really came out and proved himself. I think Reed really came out and proved himself as a pass rusher. Uh, so the more that we can see out of Tuska and, and the more that that we can see that he brings to the team, I think he's going to fit. I, I don't see, see him being off this roster at all. So those are those are the guys that I think are going to be behind Chubb and, and Vaughn this season. Yeah, you know, you were talking about the uh, the waves of pass rushers, Cody, uh, you know, going back to 2015 with, um, you know, you had Vaughn and Ware is that like really stout top two. And then behind them, you could rotate in Shane Ray and Shaq Barrett. Um, you know, maybe the combined talent isn't as high, but I think rather than going two waves deep, this unit goes three waves deep, really. Like you've got Vaughn and Chubb, who are as good a, a, a tandem as there is in regards to edge rushers in the NFL for for what for my money's worth. And then in that second tier, you've got Malik Reed and you've got um, Jeremiah Tachu. Jeremiah Tachu played incredibly well last season down the stretch. It's not talked about enough. Played just 17% of the Broncos' defensive snaps. Still generated 10 pressures and three and a half sacks. That's insane. Um, you go to Malik Reed, who again was playing his first NFL snaps ever as an undrafted free agent and not one from the SEC or whatnot, but one from the Mountain West. So that's a huge leap in competition. And he played, uh, you know, pretty well, well above expectations, was the starter opposite Von Miller uh, for the majority of games once Chubb went down um, and, and was up to the task. I think we'll only see better things from him in year two uh, in this Fangio scheme. He's only going to get more comfortable with it. Um, you know, he won't have to make that leap from the college game to the pro game this season. And then behind him, like you said, you've got Tuska, who the motor's off the charts there, charts there with him too. And he's, he's fairly technically refined. Like he's got some good pass rush moves. He can get pressure on the quarterback. And again, he's that gritty guy Fangio loves, like Patrick said, and he just won't quit until he gets to the quarterback. When you're drafting a guy from, you know, North Dakota State, one of these FCS or Division II, Division III schools, um, you know, you want to see them dominate on tape to, to justify it. And he dominated on tape. Uh, most times when he was on defense, he's the best player on the field. I think he was the best player on that North Dakota State defense. And oftentimes, like, better than any player on the opposing team's offense, too. Like, he stood out. 
uh, I honestly think he was a steal in the seventh round, not to say he, he should be taken in one of the top four rounds or anything like that. But, uh, you know, if the Broncos took him in the sixth round, I, I think you would, could totally live with that pick because the talent's there, the tape's there, the production's there. Um, he's going to be a guy that surprises people in camp this season, I think. And then again, you've got Justin Hollins. I'm not a huge fan of his, but the, the athleticism's really there. Um, you know, and then in a the second season under this Fangio scheme, I think it could definitely improve. But again, if he's your third wave of pass rusher, if if he's the the fifth name you're calling or the sixth name you're calling, that's unbelievable. Like no pass rush team. You know, no pass rush group in the NFL on the edge goes that deep. I, I think you can say that with a lot of confidence. Yeah, certainly, too, with a guy like Tuska, the motor. I did a film review on him on YouTube at Cody Work NFL on YouTube. Go check that out. Uh, listeners, if you have not yet done so on the YouTube channel, we break down film. We go through. We look at players. We look at what they've done. And, yeah, Tuska, he's just he's a guy that just runs. And his speed for how big he is is super, super impressive. He reminds me a lot of Joey Bosa. And, and it's always weird because I always hate saying I don't like comparing players to other players. But I want to say, like, body type and, and speed and athleticism. He reminds me a lot of Bosa, which could be a good thing for the Broncos. Broncos, especially getting high value out of a later round pick. I think that's what the Broncos can do. So with that said, Broncos country, that will wrap up today's episode of Lockdown Broncos powered by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Zach, Patrick, and I, we will be back next week for a brand new episode here. Lockdown Broncos. We take a look at the wide receiver position overall for this Broncos team. There's so many guys in that position room. How's it going to boil out? How many do they keep? And who's going to stay on the roster? That's going to be a big discussion. Tune in on Monday's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Have a safe week, and I'm Cody Rourke. We'll see you then.